With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, I say exciting, but man, did this episode bring me even more tears. Oh, we're, 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 we're in despair. This is My Hero Academia, season six. We're going to talk about that much more right these ads. We have no control over. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation and cartoons seriously and not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhara Lee. My name is J. Scotty St. Clair. And we got news to talk about for all the people who are hopping over from our Bad Batch episode. As promised, we are covering the news right off the top to talk to you. And the biggest thing that kind of hit us yesterday at the time of recording this is that Harley Quinn is going to be having a Valentine's Day special, February 9th, HBO Max. It is very rated R. Do not show it to your kids. But (laughs) the trailer is hilarious and we are very excited for it. Yeah, I think James Gunn was obligated to keep this one in the DC <laughs> slate because of his appearance on the previous season. But yeah, definitely excited to have more from the irreverent and raucous world of Harley Quinn. It does bring my heart joy that James Gunn has canned so much stuff, but he's showing so much love to the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Like he's been mm-hmm. on Harley Quinn and then talking about how Young Justice is going to be like foundational for how they pick up the DCU. I was like, oh, my God, you're yeah. my hero. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon we're going to be saying in James Gunn, we trust. Yeah. <laughs> I have no reason to believe otherwise. Also in the world of superheroes, it doesn't tie into DC or Marvel per se, but one of my favorite superhero properties from the last few years Invincible Season 2, we got a teaser trailer, a really meta and funny teaser trailer that confirms the late 2023 release window. Is that, is is 2023 like soon in your your time? It it sounds like it's really soon by the way you're saying it. (laughs) That was a great closer to that. Yeah, check check out that little thing. There's nothing spoilery in it. There's nothing even from the show itself. It's just a great tease of just trying to give us an update the mm-hmm. fact that they're like giving love to their creators and stuff so how long does it take you to draw that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh that was i major props to you for this show because this was one of the ones where it's like i didn't care for it because it was another superhero thing but you sh- were talking about the cast and how much you wanted to talk about it and we watched mm-hmm. it and i was like that that the fact that they actually put like the fact that we saw what we saw in that first episode oh my god yeah. um we definitely have um 
podcast for every episode. If you guys are in the mood for a rewatch and want to listen with us, or if you're new to the show, you know, thank you for listening. We do have invincible episodes. Check that out. Time permitting, we might do a rewatch and just quick thoughts, but totally wouldn't be opposed to that. We are excited. There's no doubt about that. Last thing I'll say about the trailer is I really want a mashup of this trailer with the SpongeBob episode where the food critic says, pretty good, but you forgot the pickles. (laughs) If you know, you know. That's all I'll say. (sighs) The pickles. (laughs) Almost ended the man's career. (laughs) Uh, All right. All right. This isn't really news, but we just kind of had this wild realization the other day that Mm. the Demon Slayer theater release is the same day as Attack on Titan. Yeah. Uh, So that will be very anime filled day. Yeah. If there was ever a day to do a double feature, that's your day. And what day is that again? Do we know? March 3rd. March 3rd. 3-3-2023. Mark your calendars. And also in the world of movies, while we're talking about it, we have the 95th Academy Award nominees announced. Do you want to tell who we got for the best animated features? Sounds good. We had Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio nominated. Marcel the Shell with Shoes On was nominated, which uh, I put like a little asterisk next to that one. Technically, it is animated with stop motion, but there are definitely some live action performers involved with that one. A definite favorite from the end of the year last year, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. The Sea Beast from Netflix and... My favorite animated film from last year, Turning Red. I feel like a disgrace to the podcast in the sense that I haven't seen any of those. Oh, (laughs) the only one I have not seen the Sea Beast or Pinocchio, both Mm. Netflix properties. So whoops. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Marcel, the show with shoes on was actually like adapted from a YouTube series and it was done by a 24 and like, by and large, I see pretty much everything A24 puts out. 2022 was a very big year for them, so there were a couple that fell through the cracks, but hmm. definitely worth a watch. It'll definitely warm your heart. If you're in the mood for a emotional pick-me-up, I would recommend that one. Jenny Slate doing hilarious voice work. Nice. Good to know. I'll yes. the never-ending list. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, cue the cap from... Uh, Winter Soldier where he just pulls out the list and put <laughs> exactly like a stack of those journals so I just finish that up and just boop, <laughs> add it to the pile yes yes <laughs> alright I think that's it for our news so if you guys have any reactions to anything or anything that we forgot because we are three human beings um, feel free to send us an email animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com animation deliberation on twitter and animation deliberation on instagram Mm-hmm. Moving on to our feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, email from TJ Stafford. Cool. Hello, friends. This latest episode has me thinking about the world of My Hero Academia in a much broader sense. When the show started, we came in at the height of heroic society. Their popularity was at an all-time high, and public opinion was extremely supportive. The positive support held strong for the first couple of seasons. The first crack in the dam, Stan and his ideology beginning to influence the villains and even seep into the public. But the first major blow was All Might's retirement. 
Oh man, do I have something to say about that? <laughs> okay. That is when the public first began to show doubts about the continuing success of the heroes. From there, we watched as the confrontations with Overhaul and the Paranormal Liberation Front further damaged the heroes' reputations. Now public opinion is at an all-time low, with a large amount of heroes getting out of the game. So where do we go from here? Based on what we've seen in the last couple of episodes, I don't think we're going to get any better for our heroes right away. All the references to Hell in the episode title seem to be pointing in that direction, but I do think we're going to eventually see a comeback. After sinking so far, I think the heroes will rally and even achieve new levels of success. If things eventually improve, I suspect it'll be the new generations of heroes stepping up to the plate that could potentially turn the page of this dark time. If that happens, it's going to be a pretty powerful story, and I can't wait to see it. What do you guys think? I like this emotional recap that TJ gave us Mm. uh, because it really isn't it's something I've been thinking about but the way that he put it into words was just like an interesting perspective of just kind of like how the dominoes have been falling and it's something that all for one loves to see yeah I, I agree I kind of like his retrospective approach kind of like looking at all the little things that kind of well some little some big things that added up to get us to where we're at now And I'm reminded of a quote from a very popular superhero property. You either live long enough to see yourself become the, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. And that kind of feels like what we're seeing here, the heroes are being demonized. And I think it's a very timely and apt conversation for the show to be having. It's, it's kind of interesting that these events took place in the anime or the manga rather, and they're being adapted now for the anime. But there's this conversation, you know, with, our superhero properties that we love. And there's been this like kind of like conversation going on in the background about like superhero fatigue, like, you know, Marvel phase four, like I'm not one of the people, like I still am enjoying mm-hmm. the Marvel cinematic universe, but there's definitely more naysayers. And with the shakeups at DC, like people are losing confidence in these superhero properties so it's just i find it very interesting that that's what's happening in the world of my hero academia as well it's it Mm. it's kind of like this magnifying glass on our real world in this you made it very meta yeah (laughs) thanks to tj's help he helped me (laughs) take it there (laughs) Uh, i mean hey we can we can make that even wider in the sense of like uh the way that the way that social media is just kind of like skewed things nowadays. It's like mm. anytime there's something that you look forward to or look up to, there's just a million things that just kind of like try to find a way to tear it down. Mm-hmm. It's like, he said this at one point, or he did this one minor action 30 years ago. That's going to hold him down for the rest of his life now. And mm. it's, it's very easy to just kind of like paint over whatever good anybody does. The, the scene from a few seasons ago, with Endeavor being cheered on was mm-hmm. so powerful when we saw it. And then just like to see even like that level crumble to what it is right now. It's, it's really sad. Um, is there any other part of it that you want to talk about that doesn't pertain to this episode or should we just kind of go on and finish the conversation? No, I find myself kind of having to like catch myself, be like, okay, don't spoil the episode we're about to talk yeah. about, but it is okay. just very timely. And Um, I like some of the things you brought up in terms of like, I don't know if cancel culture is quite the right terminology for it, but I, I, 
I'm starting to see those parallels in what we're seeing in uh, mm-hmm. in this show as well. So let's go ahead and knock out the synopsis so we can just. I I do have to ask. Do you sure. know what this arc is called? Ooh, I at this point in time I don't. So the last one was like the Para Liberation War. Okay. Uh, I don't know what this one is called, but I, I'd be interested to learn. Do you want to know? Yeah, sure. All right, listeners, if you don't want to know what it's called, hit that skip thirty button. Now, it is called Mm -hmm. the Dark Deku arc. Ooh. And they, like, promoted it as that. So it's like, I follow My Hero's stuff because I watch it the day it comes out. So it's not spoily for me. And they're really good about how they put up images and what they say. Mm. But they talk about how excited they are for the Dark Deku arc. And Mm. the way that that opener is and the way that he's dressed and the way that, you know, his clothes are beat to hell and all that makes me wonder, like, what kind of twist we're really getting for this character especially because he's in his coma and everything Mm. i've been trying not to say it so it's like i don't know if you and andrew knew i still don't know if andrew knows but like when i first (laughs) saw that i was like things are about to get eerie interesting interesting yeah i i i don't think that's too much of a spoiler that is um i kind of like having that in the background to to keep in mind as we see things go forward but i definitely did pick up on the opener mm-hmm. how kind of tattered his clothing looks and he really he's always kind of been at the the forefront of the openers in terms of like he's center and the rest of class 1a and maybe class 1b kind of surround him as well but it looks like i mentioned it with uh bakugo kind of looking like he's like has more of a begrudging respect for him mm-hmm. but it really seems like he's kind of like emerging as like a leader and i have to imagine that's like as he becomes more powerful and taps into more of these powers from the vestiges like he's getting closer and closer to being that number one hero that we know he's going to be so if he has to go through a dark period to get there uh i think it'll be good character growth because he's always been kind of like our infallible like always doing the right thing kind of character so yeah he's the well-polished protagonist and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um Pun intended. Sometimes we need a few schemes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get with the synopsis. I got a lot to say. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, so My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 16, titled The Hellish Todoroki Family Part 2. The illusions to hell continue, as TJ pointed out. <laughs> All right. When he was a child, Hawks, Kaigo Takami, or Kego Takami, lived in a poor and abusive household. His father was a villain who went on the run with his mother after killing someone, inadvertently having a child who he would treat terribly. Kego would watch news broadcasts of heroes, but never believed in them beyond fantasy, clinging to his Endeavor doll as his only source of happiness. One day, his father is arrested by Endeavor, reinvigorating hope in the boy that heroes are real. He and his mother are left on the streets as she begs him to use his wings to do something. After Kago saves some civilians from an incident, they are approached by the Hero Public Safety Commission, recruiting Kago to be a hero while also cutting ties with the Takami name for for them both. In the present, Best Genus and Hawks drive through the city, where they explain how they were able to put Best Genus into a death-like state to fool Dobby before he was revived. Best Genus stops a group of thugs on the street, where he learns the police are too busy rounding up the escaped convicts and the hero offices nearby have shut down, causing them to notice how much the faith in the heroes has dwindled. 
They arrive at Hawk's mother's home where he finds a letter from her explaining how Dobby had sent men to force her into revealing his past and that she has fled to not cause him any more trouble. Hawk laments on his failure to save his mother and instead run from his past and declares his intentions to do what he wants uh, to do what he wants to do now and help Endeavor. Meanwhile, civilians have started to take matters into their own hands using support items to fight villains, but their inexperience only leads to more damage and more decrying of for the heroes being late. Endeavor regains consciousness in the hospital, breaking down over Dobby and his past sins coming back to haunt him. Shoto and his siblings awkwardly walk in on him as he tearfully attempts to apologize for his guilt and actions. He is then confronted by Rei regarding his current state, telling him they need to talk about Toya. Powerful episode, man. Especially that second half. Um, yes. I I was on the verge of tears during most of it. I mean, that's just generally what the show does to me. Mm. Um, but I was like just sitting there in such a mood. And when the camera panned up behind All Might, I was so scared. I was like, don't show me the front, don't show me the front, don't show me the front. And it turns to the statue and it says, I'm not here. Mm. Dude, that got me. That got me. Like, you know it hurts him enough to be having to watch from a TV. Mm -hmm. And for him to be... I don't even want to say like because the heroes are doing the wrong thing, but like for him to be plucked in with this perception mm-hmm. is even more heartbreaking because he just he excuse me he can't do anything right now. It's mm-hmm. that 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 one little frame alone hit me in the gut so bad. Yeah, this definitely felt like one of the more like grounded and darker episodes of my hero and that moment in particular with all might's statue saying i'm not here really like at that moment i had the thought like oh this is like the snyder verse from my hero academia i Mm -hmm. immediately thought of like the statue of superman where it said false god yeah so uh you know it was a heavy episode and i did feel like it was kind of like split into two halves we had the revelation of hawk's past and his uh kind of present day ongoings with best genist and then the back half focusing on uh, Endeavor and the Todoroki family. But I do think the connective tissue there was the fact that Endeavor was a terrible father to his own family and to his own kids. But in a way, he was kind of like a father to Hawks. He was like, he saved Hawks from his own terrible dad mm-hmm. just, by, just by being there. So um, if I can say anything lighthearted about it, I give me a Hawks best genus buddy cop <laughs> show. I would totally watch that spinoff. I, I I think they're great. And as long as it's a spinoff and not a filler. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, but with best genus, because they're both two of my favorite characters. I like them both a lot, but with best genus, I always like kind of like noticed with his collar that like covers his, his mouth and whatnot. I'm like, he looks like he has an abnormally long neck, but I was just like, maybe that's just like the collar or whatever. But then you see him in civilian clothes where he's like speaking on the news broadcast and it's the same thing. It's like, this guy just has a long neck. Like, no matter what. <laughs> it's fashion, Scoots. <laughs> the high oh. collar. Pop that collar. Yeah. I love when he came in and like saved everybody. And then he was just like combing his hair. It's like, oh no, it's out of place. Swick. <laughs> oh, the dude, the looks on, like how he was picking out who was happy to see him and the, they grayed out the ones who were angry. Sure. Oh yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, the the Snyder reference is a great comparison. I mm-hmm. really, really like that. It yeah. makes you wonder, like, how much he's been collaborating on this. But that 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 show or that movie did have like in that an energy that really made you think about the hero perspective a little more. It's just sure. Tracy not being able to incorporate stuff like that. So I, or, I, with you mentioning that, I feel like my hero academia does take the best of that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. What was the, um, the laundry hero's name? Wash. Yeah. I felt so bad for wash. Mm. I was about to say her, but I'm actually not sure what it is. So I felt bad for wash. Um, they just came in. She just wanted to help out. And it's like, where were you? It's like, th- does it matter? Like, how did mm-hmm. you blow this whole community block? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cause they've, when you, when you brought up that part about like best genus noticing, like which civilians were kind of uh-huh. like still encouraged and which ones weren't, they had that flash of that young, young guy that had his hands like, locked into something and like my first thought was not support item but that was like surprisingly like real world with like you know gun culture yeah exactly gun control and like even like (laughs) overseas (laughs) well like even overseas like it's like who who is really the enemy like people are just trying to defend for better or worse and it's inexperience and emotions that just cause mm-hmm. things to to get really bad. So, yeah, again, it was a very heavy episode in in that sense. And this this show was something that's also talked about. It was very early on, but they've talked about how support items are something that needs to be registered like through heroes and there's a process and there's a reason that academy students are allowed to have access to it, but there's like black markets for things like this. Mm. So that kind of made like what I said feel a lot more real too of like Oh man, like that's it's not support items, but this is definitely uh, a real life thing. No matter what country you're in, um, it's it's just the feeling that like you don't want to trust this overarching system anymore, and it's like I'll do it myself, which you know works for baking instead of takeout. But like mm. you know, when it comes to fighting and stuff like that, like there's a system to it. Um, you yeah. know, speaking of martial artists and everything too, um, like bad form leads to being able to hurt yourself and hurt the people that you were trying to protect. Sure. Whether that be weapons based, whether that be just putting your body on the line. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a really sad scenario. And you know, all, all, every time I say this, all the credit to all the writers for how incredible, they convey this level of emotion and just get you to think about things. Um, I wasn't even expecting to like relate it to real world stuff when we were, when we started recording, but it's just, it's yeah. just done that well that you just can't not think about it. It's just, it's just a beautiful show. It's an incredible show. We talked about the way that this, these battles started so strong. Like there was going to be episodes just referring to the fall off. And mm-hmm. as much as it, my breaks, my heart to watch it. I, can't help but just love how well done it's done (laughs) (laughs) yeah and just to kind of like bring it back to what we were talking about at the beginning with like tj's email and and tying it into real world events when i mentioned kind of like cancel culture i was definitely thinking of endeavor and how there's this kind of like notion like yeah you've done all these great things but what have you done for me lately and the thing that's freshest in people's mind 
are all these sins from the past. And he definitely, you know, needs to atone for those, but it's very personal, a personal thing between he and his family mm-hmm. and the fact that like the whole world is judging him and it just breaks him. And like one of the few moments of levity we got in this episode is when he starts to cry and the siblings all walk in on him and they immediately shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> the way that, that transition of just his intense scene that was about to get yeah. me and then it was just Shoto just like in his animated form and I was calling anime an animated form is pretty interesting in its own with how detailed mm-hmm. these shows are mm-hmm. but just, just that flat tooth he drawing and the door just slams shut <laughs> show no <laughs> i was like there's yeah. the one thing that set me off and then it went back to him crying and i was like no this hurts to watch yeah yeah just this tears streaming down his face onto his hands was a surprisingly touching moment of vulnerability from a character mm-hmm. that's been really anything but that so because it's a whole thing of like your your dad is supposed to be the tough guy like how many times have you seen your dad cry type of conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and with anime being so heavily based around younger people we view things from their light so we view these adults as father figures even though mm-hmm. they very well could be the same age as them mm. um so it's kind of like it, you know the animated stuff kind of brings us down to our more childlike instincts because that's just the nature of it, even though it's not for kids, which is what we always like to say. Well, so I, we I, view it from that perspective, even though we've like we're past that point in our lives. Yeah, I mean, on the show, we've frequently stated that animation is not just for kids, but I think it's a combination of the fact that it's animated plus most of our protagonists are in this young adult kind of um, age range. And then just hero culture, like even back in the days of like mythology, like regular people looked up to heroes and like put them on this pedestal. And like, I don't, I I don't know about you with, with your parents, but I definitely had a tendency to do that. So it does kind of take you to this more like, I guess, childlike, state where you're like looking up to this person Mm -hmm. that's supposed to be infallible and like embody the best parts of humanity and be a protector. So to see them capable of, of fault and vulnerability is like such an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like we understand the, the relationship between him and his kids, but Mm -hmm. before this incident, the public never saw it that way. They just saw it as a hero. That's just kind of like grumpy at times. Yeah. And then like (laughs) as part of society, like you see what these villains are capable of doing. Like, yes, Endeavor has a lot to atone for. Sure. But would you rather him say sorry and still be your protector? Do you actually want him to quit? Because what's Mm. the what's the solution? You see what you guys are doing by yourselves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, people people want blood sometimes and then when they get it, that's not enough. And they're left without yeah. a protector. But I, I do appreciate for. how the family didn't like really let him off. Like it was, it was obviously a uncomfortable and like tender moment, but Ray, his, his wife, like coming onto the scene and being like, we all felt this way even more than you did. Mm-hmm. So you can feel your feelings, but we got to come to terms and, and yeah, you know, make some progress here because our son is still out there. Yeah. So. 
and the uh, the older brother, I'm sure he's going to have his his share of outbursts because oh yeah, he seems to be the most uh, Natsu. The most to I say. think his name is is it Natsu? Okay. I think so. Yeah, but um, kind of changing gears a little bit. I wanted to ask, like, now that we've seen Hawks back on his feet a little bit, and Best Genus kind of like talking about how it's only because like the medical technology available that he's even alive. Do you think he's going to get his wings back? Because I was trying to like look. Are there even in like little nubs there or anything like that, or is he just? Yeah, like, I think okay. I think they're going to grow back. They were just burned to an extent that it's going to take some time. Okay, okay. I hope so. That's my hope, but not a hundred percent sure. I mean, he didn't seem too hopeless about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's going to come back. Um, yeah, the the background stuff was interesting. I do like that he had an endeavor doll because the all might one was too expensive for his mom <laughs> I, um, I totally thought she was going to steal the doll anyway so i was surprised <laughs> <laughs> this one's easier to steal it doesn't have a security tag on it <laughs> they yeah. need to unlock it at the register it was on the floor at walmart <laughs> yeah i i would be really interested to see what her quirk is because those two eyeballs that were just like floating around her right. were like really unsettling hmm. i wonder if she can like move them around and see where mm. she's kind of like a, a survey type Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it can't be anything too uh, impactful because she clearly hasn't done much with her life. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was a sad story, but it was interesting. It was, it was. Yeah. How he took it. I also thought that the mom was going to sell him. Mm. She was like, yeah, we'll just give both of you guys a life. I was like, oh, I thought you were just about to hand her a wad of cash and she was going to disappear. Yeah, I kind of thought it was going that direction as well. And Maybe it kind of did. We don't really have the full story if he ever like had visits with her or whatever, but it kind of seems like they went their separate separate ways by and large. But Yeah, which he's yeah. perfectly fine with. Yeah, uh, I mean it was it, uh, it was it was tough to see like that opening sequence. Like this obviously the stuff with the Todoroki family and the state of like the heroes being decried was really tough, but it was like tough to see that domestic abuse and like Yeah. Uh, Hawks getting kicked just for turning his back to his father like yeah that was pretty raw and I, it's few and far between that the show's really gone to places like that but um, I couldn't get over the fact how much trash was in the house mm, like they yeah. were just sleeping just on the wood floors mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. had to have had splinters oh. Here, oh here's a little like little brightener up I guess <laughs> while we're in this mood but best genus has a Batmobile that's like yeah suited to him that's great i love that suited to him yes <laughs> yeah i like that we're seeing these like ropes more like he jumped uh-huh. out of the plane with them and now they're yeah. built into his car it's like all right that's really cool yeah i also uh, want to see what kind of vehicle bakugo is going to end up with because you know he's just the type that wants a rad car <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One other quick thought. We saw a brief flash of stain where he got his hands on a sword again. Mm-hmm. Do you think with the public opinion of heroes being what it is, do you think there's a redemption arc in the cards for stain or is he just going to go back to his old hero killing ways? I think, yeah, I think he's going to go to his hero killing ways. Okay. And I feel like there's going to be, I talked about this in another episode. I feel like there's going to be a divide between the villain organizations. Mm, okay. Like we had Shigaraki's group and then the the Yakuza and Overhaul's group. 
Mm-hmm. But then there was a split between Overhaul and the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned before that it's like, why would Spinner care about All for One mm-hmm. after everything that he saw from him, knowing that Stain is out there? Right. And he only followed Shigaraki because Stain lost. Right. So there's going to be this if all these villains are out from all these prisons was like six prisons got breached or something uh seven prisons were broken into but i think prisoners only escaped from six as i recall okay so if we have this level of breach and this many villains out there and there is a manner of organizing who's to say that stain's not going to have one group while shigaraki and all for one have their own like the opening of was it season four was literally overhaul and Shigaraki fighting each other. Like that was the first episode. Yeah, that's when we lost that uh, one member of the League of Villains whose name mm-hmm. I can't remember, but uh, I know twice voiced his regret that it was kind of his fault that that member was killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say a divided villain front is definitely one of the few things the heroes might have going for them going forward, but yeah. uh, that's that's two enemies to face, but at least they're not unified. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to call my shot a little bit too. I feel like I feel like Deku might be going into anti-hero realms. I feel like he may get tired of playing things by the book, the way that things played out. And he's just going to go on his own little tantrum for a bit. Mm. I, I feel like his friends are going to have to reel him back. Yeah, that w- it would be, I, I think, a good opportunity for um, Bakugo and his relationship to be even further solidified with Bakugo has, having typically been kind of the bad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of being one of the ones to help bring him back from the brink. Um, I would love it if Ida got a little more time to shine. He's always been a a favorite of mine, but he seems like he's been relegated to the background a little bit. And then, um, you know, this kind of will they, won't they with Ochako, Ochaku, Ochako, Uravity. Ochaka or Ochaka? Ochaka. Thank you. Ochaka. Um, Yeah, it might be a nice opportunity for her to voice her. I mean, it's obvious that she cares about him, but uh, maybe she's willing to be a little bit more vulnerable about exactly how much she cares for him and how much she um i guess part of her attraction to him is his mm. altruism so i call her uraka more that's why i forget what her oh, okay. last name is yeah yeah all good her first name or whichever order it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> i do like that the hero names are more english words because it does help us out a lot with how many characters there are yeah, uh, I will say that was one part that stuck out to me is like when skinny jeans came up, they said skinny jeans in English. It was like all Japanese and it was like skinny yeah. jeans. <laughs> that that happens a lot. It's it's yeah. really interesting. Like like even in my language, Urdu, we joke about like Orglish or Spang- Spanglish uh, too, where it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we use for, we use like French words like entrepreneur and fiance. So it's like you think about like in other languages, you just don't have a word for that like in Urdu there's no concept of please oh um, wow that's but then there's just some other like yeah it's just about your tone and like how you word it right but there's no like can you okay. please do this Interesting. Uh, so it's just kind of you just have to grab the English words and like once you really pay attention to the dialogue 
it's it's interesting how much that really pulls out. I'm watching a uh, Black Clover right now, and it's the same thing over mm-hmm. there, where it's like the people's names are like Henry and Noel, and like it's all these like very like English, um, mm-hmm. Western European names. I'm just like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of a good point. I, I feel like I've kind of said everything I want to say about this episode, unless you have anything else. But typically, we do like the little Anna minute at the beginning to talk about like what else, what other stuff we're watching. But uh, with you, mentioned the last Black... thing, sorry, oh, the God. last thing on my hero was just. Um, when the doctor was updating Endeavor, I yes. liked that he was just kind of saying to him, it's like, hey, here's the update and everything. By the way, I'm still rooting for you. Oh, I'm glad you bring that up because his doctor was basically Toad from yeah. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad yeah. he didn't see him just go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, to, not to take away from the the moment you bring up. Yeah, he still no, has people that are rooting about. for him. Um. But yeah, you bringing up Black Clover, uh, it's worth mentioning that I brought up on the last episode that I had started my binge of Jujutsu Kaisen. I have completed the first season of Jujutsu Kaisen, so just that just speaks to the quality of that show that I just kept watching episode after episode and couldn't put it down. Uh, Near Automata version 1.1a also had their third episode and the show continues to be a very faithful adaptation of the video game, but it is doing a couple of things different. One character in particular uh, was not present in the game and is playing a pretty significant role in the show. But I did uh, watching it on Crunchyroll. You have the comments um, that you can see on the sidebar there. And I guess people were saying that due to COVID uh, spiking in Japan, the studio, which I believe is a one, animations yeah i guess uh we're gonna have a delay until we start to get more episodes so that's a shame Mm. but um yeah screw you COVID. pretty much still rearing its ugly head from time to time i mean we met because of it but still screw you yep 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 so black clover is next on the docket for me uh i did watch the oh god I said I am getting sucked into Crunchyroll like day by yeah. day. I feel like I'm just going to sign up for it. <laughs> um, but yeah. I do want to. I do want to binge Blue Lock. Okay. Um, I do want to binge. Uh, what was it? Vinland Saga. Yes. The the Vikings anime. Hmm. Um. And then Hunter Hunter is going to be like the next long thing that I watch. Oh, uh, Andrew will be pleased. A lot of people will be. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize uh, how many Black Clover fans there were until I posted something on Facebook the other day because this insane scene happened. It was one of the coldest entrances I've ever seen. It gave me goosebumps, and I just kept rewinding and watching it over and over until I found out there was a TikTok for it, so then I just kept that going. Yeah. But I posted, and so many people were commenting and texting me, like, what scene are you talking about? Uh, and, like, uh, for all the people who are like, oh, it gets better and this and that, like, I appreciate your excitement, but I don't want to know. I don't need any disclosure. Like I'm halfway through the show. Clearly I'm into it. I'm going all the way. It's fine. <laughs> just, just enjoy my excitement and let me move on. The hype train watching, is already, I promise. The hype train is already full ste- steam. No assistance required. Yeah, right. Um, like, don't tell me what I haven't seen yet. Come on guys. Yeah. Well, speaking of things you may or may not have seen, did you watch any of the first three episodes for the season two premiere for Vox Machina on Amazon prime? 
No, I haven't finished season one yet. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, well, I did watch the first three episodes, so no spoilers, but we talk about this episode being dark. Man, that season two opener is dark. Like they're fully embracing like that R or that mature 17 plus rating, or maybe it's like 16, maybe 14 plus, but whatever. They're fully embracing it. It's like we said it with Harley Quinn, like don't show it to your kids. This is another (laughs) one of those shows. Don't show it to your kids, but it is awesome. So, uh, there's so much good content. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, uh, do you have anything else for this episode? No, another. That's uh, just sad, man. Like I love yeah. every episode. It's just sad. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. I need something to watch after so it doesn't bum me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We need a spy family to come back. Right? It was such a great equalizer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Uh, anything you want to plug? Uh, just the usual. If you are into the NFL playoffs, I record with 323 with Reed Murphy. Um, that's been it, man. My life is post-surgery medication, sleeping, watching Black Clover, taking a break to watch something else, play Pokemon Scarlet, and then our wonderful podcast. That's about it. Rinse, lather, repeat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yeah, uh, again, some feedback would be lovely. Animation Deliberation Podcast at gmail.com. Be like TJ Stafford and send us some astute analysis or just, uh, you know, chime in with your your praise or suggestions or what have you. Uh, you can also hit us up on social media. Uh, also speaking of praise, if you want to give us a review or a rating, that would be very beneficial, increase our visibility. Hey, and also if you've got somebody in your life that loves animation, share the show, give the gift of animation deliberation. The holidays are over, but it's always an appropriate time to share this show. So. I was trying to spread the love. Yes, yes. It's like uh, there's another podcast I listen to, uh, Commanders Declassified. Every episode, they're like, tell a friend to tell a friend. Okay, I like that. I like that. Give them credit for it, but. Yeah, credit where credit is due. I was like, should I steal that? Now, nah, just promote them too. Yeah, just co-opt <laughs> it. It's all good. All right, well, uh, that'll do it for me. So thanks, everybody, for listening, and keep tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. B plus Ultra, and as always, stay whelmed. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Valentine's Day is right around the corner and love is in the air. Garen Solomon here to tell you about a very special Valentine's Day offer. Spend $4.99 or more and get anywhere from a pair of Apple AirPods to a MacBook Pro. Get a special gift for the one you love and get a gift for yourself. So celebrate your love story with a gift that's made to last a lifetime. Browse our Valentine's Day gift guide online or visit us at Solomon Brothers in Bucket or Alpharetta online at SolomonBrothers.com.